Don, why don't you go ahead and uh, start recording while Tony thinks of his next move. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> so as you can see, everybody, uh, we got a little bit of a prequel to today's episode. Uh, we're joined today by none other than who? T-Dog. There it is, by T-Dog himself. Coming hey, in live from the East Coast. It's actually Sunday for him. Or no shit, Saturday. He's <laughs> Don is such a not that far. Um, and we're playing some. We're playing some chess. Playing some chess. As you can see, I'm obviously winning with more pieces. Uh, where T Dog only has two pieces, so you know I might I might be you know being nice today. Being nice. Today. I mean, you got the numbers right. I'll give you that. Uh, you know. Yeah, the numbers are definitely right. You know. He could add. He didn't miss uh, that day know, in school. Hey, work in finance. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So one thing I noticed on, and for the audience that that don't know, it looks like you're searching somebody in that second tab on your Google oh, Chrome. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, who's that? Who's Francis Mortimer? Oh, Can you explain? Well, hey, Francis Mortimer. <laughs> if we click on his Facebook really quick, what we could see is he's from the University of Auckland. Auckland has a wonderful dog. Wonderful dog. Um, tends to have uh, questionable tendencies, but <laughs> he seems to be a he's, he's a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude. Um, yeah, and we might have to back out of this because that's someone. Yeah, I, I think this, this was a mistake. I think going on his Facebook and showing his picture <laughs> was a mistake, right, man. So I don't know why uh, you did that. We're gonna I don't go know ahead and uh, stop recording. <laughs> Southern California, yeah. Born and raised our DNA. Laugh and cry to what we say. We hit you with that wordplay. Four zero five three. What episode are we on? D, they feeling like baby zombies, all dressed in Abercrombie. SoCal DNA coming in live. Eight o'clock on a Wednesday night. COVID got you sitting inside. Why not sip one and free your mind? Cheap thrills, popping pills, stat cash, spend it fast. Listen to all of those lies as Arjun act like he's surprised. surprised. Okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll keep it running. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, w- welcome to the the SoCal DNA. This is a very interesting episode for two reasons. I mean, we have, as Don mentioned, uh, our second guest ever. Um, our first guest, of course, was uh, none other than the legendary Zan Bukhari from uh, maybe about a month ago. Big Z! And we, Big Z, that's right. And we got a lot of positive feedback on that one. And people have been asking. They've been asking me. They've been asking the D all the time. When is your next guest coming on? Like, who is going to be your next guest? Well, much to my surprise, and maybe much to the Don's surprise too, today was the day, and we got none other than the legendary Tony Dawson, you know, aka hey, wh- T Dog. What can That's I my say? guy, T Dog. Hey, Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Exactly. When I when I say you know I'm going to follow through on things, it, it happens, man. You just you just gotta ask. You just gotta ask, and then you know the Hello, gifts Faith. will follow. That'll will come through. Right. Exactly. exactly. For sure. So, so Tony, uh, being a, a fan of the show as you are, tell us what is something you enjoy about the SoCal DNA podcast. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, breadth in demeanors. I think that's that's the most entertaining part of the podcast. You got, uh, you know, I'm not going to name names. One party is pretty logical and. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, wait, nice... second part's me. Hold on, let's, let's make it <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Adds a little uh, spice to the mix. There we know? go. I like that. I like that. I like that. In this Christmas season, you always need a little bit of spice. A little bit. Yeah, of it's nut. all about balance. Yeah. You know? 
So so basically, you're saying the D is the nutmeg. He's hey, the nutmeg yeah. in hey, the spice. You know I I'll you. check the nuts. I love nuts. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do, D. What, what kind of nuts do you like? Would you say it's the D's nuts? <laughs> there you go. There you go for all of our, our childhood immature friends in the audience. All, there. There you all go. my friends will enjoy that one. That was a good one. I know. I know. I know. But, of course, thank you, Tony, for hanging out today. And let's go ahead and finish off Don in this epic chess match you got going on. Obviously, know, Don doesn't have too many moves left. I got Only plenty. a couple of pawns. I got Come plenty. On. As you you can see this pawn can move this pawn can move and dude look, look at look at the options look at the options look at that how many how many moves is that one two three four five six seven eight nine i got nine moves hey it sounds like that song by swiss beats <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight nine but um oh, okay if i God. were you tony i would i would just put him in check right now uh i would go ahead and move that queen over to g8 Ooh. Oh. All right. Done, done. Perfect. I would have personally moved him here. That's fine. Don't move your queen anymore. Oh, I think I think your queen has this boundary, this uh, impenetrable wall, you could say, invisible mm. wall, I might mm. add, all around her. And the king cannot touch her. The king cannot mm. touch her at mm. all. So what I would do in this case, Tony, is slowly move your king over towards the queen. So Ooh. take one step to the right, move your king over to c7. And I guess it just occurred to me that many of our fans listen to the podcast, which is audio only, and they have no idea at all what's going on, <laughs> on the so, so, so Don wasn't smart enough to think of that, so I'm going to go ahead and, and narrate a little Dude, bit for the I'm audience. Dude, I'm like fucking like five, six, seven shots in. Like, this, is, this has been a rough well, night. Well, clearly, because you, you because you thought on the East Coast it was already Sunday. Hey, I understand. You know what, I understand. Hey, I... You know, Shut up. You could just you could just, <laughs> just take the L. You could take the L. Don sometimes never. You know what? L. You could never. just take the L. There you go down fighting. You go down fighting. That's how it is. <laughs> Tony, go ahead and move your king one more to the right. So essentially, yeah. Don and Tony have been having this amazing chess match. I only got oh, into yes. it in the last thirty yes. minutes, yes. and uh, you know, after a little bit of coaching, Tony is pretty much a child prodigy. Mm. He, he is pretty <laughs> much like the like the kid Ooh. in in, uh, in the Queen's Gambit. Ooh. So. Uh, the pieces that are left on the board, Tony has a very powerful queen sitting at the top corner of the Overrated. board. Overrated. Overrated. Eh, well, I, I, I think it'll it'll win the game for, for Tony. Overrated. And then a king, very close by, inching mm -hmm. way closer and closer mm -hmm. to the queen. Mm -hmm. Don has a couple of pawns pretty much in the middle right of the board. <laughs> right above. And not doing it's still, young. Not it's still doing young. Still young. Still young. Still green. Okay, about to die. I mean, a definitive death is coming. But okay, so now whose turn is it? Is it uh, Tony's turn? It's Tony's turn, yes. Okay, so Tony, go ahead and move your king um, to like uh, d7, I would imagine. Just get closer and closer. Don, do you want to confirm your move there? I just did. I just right. did. I'm a little slow right now. That's my bad. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Riveting stuff, I know. Gonna, Thank you, audience, for uh, listening to this right. one. It's a, oh, it's a different kind oh, of episode. Oh, you see that lightning bolt with it? That was oh, yeah. Chest. There we go. We don't know. You just call it coordinates. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, good. so this is getting really interesting now. So Tony, if I were you, I would actually move your, uh, move your king. Yeah, just keep going to the right. You're fine. You're fine. I want to say that. I want to say that. You're totally fine. I totally fine. Just keep going to the right. Hey, you gonna trust him? You gonna trust him, Tony? Come on, man. I'm just saying. Who's who's known you longer? Who's who's gotten you more drunk? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that's one of my favorite stories, man. I don't know if you remember Tony when we went on the bus to the club. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I won't say the specifics, but you and I both know what the story is. <laughs> we know what the story is. Big, big man. After uh, what, 2007, 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a story for uh, for another day. Off, off record, off record story. Ah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it's such crazy time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So, how about this, Tony? T- tell us a story about Dong that we don't know. Something that the audience would find oh. very interesting. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's. You know, I, you know, I have to admit, I haven't listened to all of the podcast episodes. I apologize. I don't know all the stories. Uh, they're all they're all garbage, anyway. So. <laughs> but uh i don't know donna she's got a lot of story i guess what kind of flavor do you want i think we all we all know the uh the funny fun loving don but you know he does have a little bit of a kind of more serious side mm. he's a very very uh multi multi-dimensional person oh wow uh, yeah i live in florida well, let- he he does live in forty, and <laughs> let's talk about the serious side of Don because honestly, I have heard at times Don can be quite serious. But I would love to hear from one of his best friends back in college days. What's an example of Don being serious freshman year? Oh, freshman year is probably a bad year to pick. Maybe not freshman year. <laughs> maybe not freshman year. Maybe not freshman. That's right. That's right. That's right. Maybe maybe a little bit later on in that college career. So uh, later, later on, yeah. I'll say, I'll tell you, you know. Uh, you know, college was slumming it those days, so I think... Yeah, what year are you going to pick, man? They're all bad choices. Which one's the least? <laughs> no, I'll just say, you know, our uh, our 40 and hookah nights back oh, in the day. Yes, yes. Ah. Those were really good. Oh, those were ah. Just kind of hanging on the porch, talking about life, stressing about things that we thought were important at the time. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, uh, they were, I think, at some level, but, you know, as time goes on, we realize that they're not maybe not as... As important as we thought they were. Mm. Uh, those are yeah, you know, he definitely had a lot of wisdom to drop, and I think that was uh, it went both ways. It definitely, it definitely was a uh, healthy argument. I think trying to get to a better understanding of life and yeah. how we all live, yeah, the purpose of our lives, and why do we do what we do. Those kind of mm. deep philosophical things. Oh yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Only get better at the forty. You know, of course. Yeah, I think it was uh, <laughs> it was two young compadres. Uh, uh-huh. Who knew they didn't necessarily belong where they were, but were trying to make ends meet and kind of make something of themselves when we knew the odds were stacked against us. I think that's the best way of putting it. Because uh, wow, we never really, yeah. we never really had a conclusion. We knew there was one way forward to reach that goal that we were both reaching for and uh, in both of our mindsets at the time that was the only route to go down uh, for multiple reasons whether it be uh, obligatory uh, necessities in our life to fulfill some sort of kind of expectation placed upon us or Mm. kind of just being honestly what maybe more than halfway through the process tony and uh, yeah having no real escape 
yeah, me and uh, Tony had. I would say we had similar workloads. You, you, you more so than me. I, I was, I was more or less on cruise control, <laughs> often. But I put in my time. Put in my time. I, I would want to say I had more. I would just say it was different. You know, we, we, you had other things on your plate that I didn't have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. vice versa, I think. Yeah, I had to take mm-hmm. care of, uh, take care of, and uh, put a, a face on for certain people, <clears throat> such as uh, some young freshmen that came on board from time to time. And, you know, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> jump in here. And say, that is very true. I, 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 I know Don was setting me up for that one, but I, I can agree. I, I fully agree. I remember. You know, Don was juggling like what thirty units that year. I, I forget exactly. It was it was ridiculous, you know? man. I uh, Tony knows this. I I actually left school to start a master's before even graduating. Mm. Um, it, mm. it was definitely some an interesting setup that I had put myself on, and to me, it was the the right setup to um, reach for, and I think right now proper timing this is the right setup that i was hoping for about five six turns ago and and speaking of setup tony now you have to make a very critical (laughs) okay so that's why i wanted to you know cut this uh trip down memory lane to uh interject here and say let's go ahead and move your king down one i think that's the right move here so f8 you're saying yeah f6 down one so so oh sorry from from my perspective i'm looking at don's board right so it's kind of flipped i think uh 180 degrees yeah so move, yeah, yeah yeah move your move your king to uh f6 i think i'm screwed here uh, i'm done no there's a chance of stalemate i think it will turn into a stalemate right because if he goes down i have one move which is that meaning he takes this oh actually tony you know what's happening right you know what's gonna happen i think you know what to do tony can't do that i'll give you a little hint i'll give you a little hint move your queen to g7 there you go and get ready get ready for what's about to happen next i have no moves that's a stalemate no nah fam because you're gonna be in check first buddy Oh, Let's check. Beautiful. Hey, so shout out, by the way. Shout out to chess.com. Wonderful website. Beautiful layout. A little confusing in the beginning, if we're going to be honest. Uh, but once you get the hang of it, beautiful layout for what chess is. Connects people from across country. And um, allows us to share some time. Um, you know, it allows people to cheat a little bit by, you know, bringing in some outside resources to kind of lead them on their way. But nonetheless, still a wonderful website. So chess.com. Everybody, go ahead and sign up. Chess.com. Hey, we're looking for some sponsors, by the way. So, you know, just throw it our way. Just throw it our way. I got to say, man, that was a brilliant promo. Like, I actually enjoyed listening to that. What did you think of that promo, Tony? That was professional, that was, huh? That was that was really nice. And I had a – now, it wasn't kitschy at all. You had a nice little oh. earnest yeah. call in. There. You know, nothing over the top. Everything yeah. you said was great. And 
great way to connect with people. You know, that whole cross country thing. Everyone's got their their Zoom socials right now and all those things. And don't get me wrong, they're nice, but you know, something like this, a nice little game to bring people together, is always a good thing. Mm. Mm. So tell me uh, maybe another college story from back yeah. in the UCI days. All right, I got to unload uh, the tank. You go ahead and unload the story. Okay. I'll be right back. So besides, besides those uh, 40 nights, what was a favorite pastime of yours and Don's back in the day? Oh, we used to, you know, we thought we were ballers. You know, we would go on the, uh, the courts out in uh, Middle Earth. Ah. And, uh, go mess around but you know it was, it was more of a pipe dream really than, <laughs> you know, essentially essentially you were trying to mess around for that triple double like ice cube but instead you got the triple single i, I hear you i hear yeah. you that's yeah, it but uh found out, found out that <laughs> thing i stuck to my day job uh, yes <laughs> but actually now, now now that you mentioned this tony i you may not recall because i'm sure you played ball in many different courts but Back in the day, uh, might have been at Harvard Court. Um, you had come, you had visited, and I think Don might have been there too. And I remember you were really good. Uh, like you, you were getting the rebounds, you were hitting the mid range, a little bit of everything, and and just very active all over the court. And at times, I was thinking, man, this guy, he he could have been D League or something. You know, maybe maybe thirteenth yeah. man in the NBA Lakers team. I don't know. I don't know. Did you so did you, you... Even a practice team needs a practice team? You feel me? Ex- <laughs> exactly, a body, a body. Every every yeah. NBA G League needs a body for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I wondered though, like, have you always been a, a NBA fan? Were you always a basketball fan growing up? Oh, we got a basketball story, by the way. Oh, okay. You remember Let's that time where we played with Kim? Which, which time? When we went to the rack. <laughs> when we went to the rack and uh, we were playing, uh, what was it, some form of Oh, not, not at uh, the gym, right? The, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you tell that story. You tell that story. Oh, yeah. So, tell that story, uh... D. I don't know where I left where you left off, but I'm gonna totally interrupt because you know that's what Please. the slippery D does. You know, like get in the crevices, normally yeah, unattainable. Squeeze right in. Um, yeah. But freshman year, we used to we lived with a very good friend of ours named Kim, um, mm. who's now a doctor. Fantastic for her. Congratulations! Oh wow! Congratulations to, to her. Yeah. Um, mm. um, but uh, we would go to the wreck, which was the anteater gym. Uh, and we would walk there from Middle Earth, right? And at this time, we all three of us were kind of gung ho in our um, bio majors, uh, so it made sense for all of us, you know, to go to the gym in the morning. Uh, this was back in the day when I was relatively fit, um, could run about a mile without dying. Ooh, but uh beast beast you know, you know just you know gotta flex every now and then gotta flex even for pasty <clears throat> past <laughs> yeah what you know you're not gonna flex on pasties come on now you're missing out but um okay. we'll go okay. to the gym and uh we would do our thing and then we for this time would play some basketball oh. right and these these courts these courts were sacred courts because as many of you know um the late great Kobe Bryant would often frequent the rec uh, at this time to practice now, his... now now when you when you say the rec do you mean the arc oh shit oh shit okay yeah the arc the arc my bad 
Wow. Don, and Eater Recreation I mean, Center. Same thing. Hey, you were close. Wow. I was a rat. Okay, fine, what? fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. The art. Good the art. Good All right. Um, so we would go, and uh, it was just the three of us, and we proceeded to go ahead and play some basketball. Where the ball mm. came from, I don't know. I guess someone, one of us checked us out, or checked it out, or did one of you got, did one of us bring it? No idea. No but idea. We, we proceeded to play, have a good time, and uh, you know, it was my turn. I, 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 I had the ball. Leading command. I, if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm just gonna go, you know, on the record. Say I had leading command, uh, and decided to try to do something fancy, do a little fancy mm. play. Mm. Um, and I had uh, none other than Tony guarding me. So Oof. I'm like, you know what? I got this. I got this. You know, just like how I had my king set up, I was like, I got this. There's no way he's gonna pick that 10% chance to end the game. Little did I know, he he had he had the the right tools to make it happen. So I, I proceeded to, I don't even know, was it like a little triple threat going on? I just remember going up and coming down. I don't, I don't even know what the setup was. But I proceeded to jump. I, I assume I was shooting or rebounding, something of that sort. And when I came down, I immediately remember being on the floor in pain. Screaming oh, no. agony, screaming agony. No. But I did not scream because uh, we were in front of Kim, who at the time and still to this day, I'm sure Tony would agree, would not give two fucks about your health <laughs> or <laughs> or or how you felt. She was there to play and she had a motive. Wow. Turned out, uh, I had incidentally landed on Tony's foot. Right? Would, would that be the right portrayal? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, pretty much. Really sprained the fuck out of my ankle to the point where I didn't even want to walk on it. Right. And kid you not, you know what? With Tony, Tony's face, he was very sorry, all that. So hats off to Tony. Kim made me walk all the way from the Ark back to Middle Earth with that fucked up ankle. Oof. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember, Tony, but uh, I think like a week or two after, when I showed you guys my ankle and how fucked up it was, mm. even Kim was like, oh, oh. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh, it was purple from toe mm. to high ankle. It was bad. So mm. bad. So, moral of the story, don't trust brown people. Hey man! Ooh, wow. Hey, <laughs> what? what no? Cool. no, no, <laughs> no. You you're kind of outnumbered. You're two oh, to one, buddy. Hey, you know what? Hey, I, I've, I've, been, I've been facing that all night. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it going. Keep it going. He, he has <laughs> been facing that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 just one of those. I think at that point, that's when I started gaining weight. So Tony, I blame you a little bit. I blame you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a little bit of it. <laughs> no, so man. so tony i i gotta ask though and this is what we were talking about before don interjected with a great story i might add sure uh so tony were you always a basketball fan growing up or did you kind of uh develop you know that interest later on in life kind of always uh i'll say probably around middle school when okay. uh yeah the, those middle school sports teams uh, you know, on that little, you know, sixth grade basketball team, feeling like a baller. And uh, when you kind of sure. get the NBA. And, of course, growing up in L.A., especially around that time. Uh, yeah, man. 
Laker fan, you know, Kobe. Even the early days, Kobe and Shaq. Um, ah. But I think as of late, I think after, basically after college, uh, I kind of dropped off and really stopped following uh, basketball. Mainly because I think a big part of it is just having, you know, the homies around and having that fan base and talking about it and, you know, watching the games. But after college, didn't really have, uh, didn't really have a crew like that to do. So it's kind of lost touch. But, well, you, you know. You've been focused, man. I mean, you've been focused. I, I don't know if we've talked about uh, your background a little but I would say between the A and I, you're the most educated out of both of us, probably combined. Oh, easily, easily. So go ahead, Tony. Uh, let, let everybody know. Let everybody know oh. what the D and the A are working with here. Well, I think mean, it's, uh, it's a very kind. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I have some formal education, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that only that only goes so far. I think we all we all have our our knowledge to bring to the table. Oh, but, you're you're too humble, man. You're too humble. What uh, I'm referring to is that I decided after undergrad that you know I really enjoyed uh, what I studied. So I was a genetics major in undergrad and did a lot of research at the lab on campus and really fell in love uh, with that. So I decided to continue in grad school. Mm. Um, so I went forward to get my PhD, um, focusing in virology of all things, which was really exciting to me mm. and it's very pertinent as of you know 2020. Sure. Where being a virologist is a household. Uh, common term nowadays um mm. but yeah i did that for a few years and so now uh finished that earlier this year and kind of moving on to the next phase so that's on, I'm here on the east coast now uh working at the local biotech so yeah on to the next but yeah very humble very humble tony and um i think uh you know that the a Arjun and i can respect what you've done um and know that, I, 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 dude, I, I would wish to get a PhD nowadays, man. I don't know about you, A. Would you want a PhD? Well, so, so personally for me, you know, obviously I did my undergrad at UCI as electrical engineering major. Uh, worked for a couple of years, and then I had the desire to get back into school just to learn more about the theory and kind of help help me understand the more technical details of what I'm learning and doing at work. And so that to me was an interesting experience because I found out in grad school what I really enjoyed and also what I didn't like. Party. Also what I wasn't good at, you know? Party. And, uh, oh, sh well, sure. I, I didn't do too much of that. I, I think Don, I got to defer to him on the partying aspect. In fact, he's still partying this weekend. He's the only one between the three of us that's drunk. You know, the thing no, no, today no. is like no, Sunday no. in the you East don't Coast. See, Tony's a good drunk. He's fine. He's actually... I, Tony, are you quite tipsy right now? How, how deep are you in your drinks right now? You know, I'm not that I'm not that deep in, but okay. You know, so uh, obviously, I, I I pedal to the middle it um, irresponsibly. Uh, so all of you guys learn. All of you guys learn. Go ahead. A. Sorry, my bad. Oh no no no! I I think uh, you know. Long story short, I think in grad school, I just learned that I've had enough schooling. I I don't think I need to go further in the higher education. So a PhD is not necessarily in my cards, but I, I fully wholeheartedly respect people that do go down that route and do their thesis dissertation and everything. And so Tony, mad props to you and congratulations for finishing that experience earlier this year. 
Very cool to hear that. Um, Don, how about you, though, man? I, I think it sounds to me like you like the idea. You like the idea of it, but yeah. not necessarily the work behind it, right? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. of course, because there's there's a certain amount of work and a certain level of dedication required to reach a PhD. Unlike our master's, there isn't necessarily a clear-cut ending for a PhD when you enter. You go in knowing that you pretty much have to roll the dice on who you pick and end up working with. Mm. And it takes a certain testicular fortitude in order to know that you're giving up a certain number, or rather an uncertain number, uh, years of income in order to reach the pinnacle of academic knowledge and academic kind of you know progression to further the understanding of a particular topic for the world and our friend and humble tony i think will not admit to it but understands that sacrifice that a PhD is in and of itself, especially in the scientific realm. So I wish I personally had a PhD because from all the PhDs I have met, both you know, as professionals, postdocs are currently studying in a PhD, they've been nothing but brilliant, humble, and amazing people. And as a uh, Dononyces, as myself, that's something I wish to reach, but I know it's not in my uh, heart of hearts nor in my personality to even ascertain. Don, let me pause you right there. Let sure. me pause you right there because first of all, <laughs> I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that having a PhD is necessary to be all the things you you said. I it's, think you already are. You already are. It's not, but if you want to reach the pinnacle and not even reach the pinnacle sorry i apologize tony to expand on the pinnacle you need a phd at least for the knowledge we spent a minimum of four years learning in college and i just can't it's not in my you know deck of cards to do that or rather, I just mm. threw them out and decided to trade it in for a, a spiffier Yu-Gi-Oh deck instead. So I don't know. I think I think we we all take different paths in life, and and you kind of alluded to this in, in the same sense that you may take a gamble when pursuing a PhD program. You don't know who you're going to be working with for the entirety of it, how many years it might take, even. In the same way, I think you can have the best laid plans for you. You can come into college thinking you'll know exactly where you'll end up four years from now, but ultimately a lot of things can happen in life that change the way you think, change who you meet, give you opportunities, take opportunities away. Mm. Mm. Anything take them all. is really possible. Take them all. Um, so one thing I know that, that Don did, which is, I think, super cool, whoa, and I think, Tony, you would probably agree, mm. is uh, starting Boonso, right? This ah, whole experience... Oh, yeah. Ah. with uh the, the food i mean don has a great great passion for cooking and for sharing his 
his gift to the world. So let me ask oh, yeah. you, Tony, just to start off, have you had the opportunity to try any of Don's cooking? Unfortunately, no. So you know, know Don and I have been, uh, you know, close friends for over a decade now. Uh, oh shit! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. Over the place. Uh, we've, you know, after college, really have rarely been in the same city. So uh, I didn't really get to taste any of his uh, creations. Uh, that kind of came about after our college years. So looking forward to it, and I've heard great things, and uh, definitely the kind of the background as to why he started it and just kind of the whole philosophy of it, I think is pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to trying it at some point, but uh, haven't had the privilege. Yeah, man. And that, that time will definitely come. Um, we've been physically separated for years now. I would say what, maybe six, seven. Yeah. Six at least. It's, yeah. it's been a good amount of time. And, um, We've each, we're, we both kept in touch with each other, thank God, um, throughout this time, which is amazing yeah. that you'd put up with me, but um, I'm grateful for it. Hey, right back at you, man. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Hey, you know, hey I, I got to say, man, the A, he dropped out of my life for a while, and, you know, I, I didn't think twice. I didn't think twice. Not even, not even three times. Maybe, maybe one and a half. Maybe. <laughs> maybe one and a half. Um, you know, I, I, I do have to say, though, Speaking of, you know, keeping in touch with friends from back in the day, a mutual friend that all of us share Ooh. is is none other than the legendary the infamous. B-Rad Patel. Mm. B-Rad Patel. Oh. And uh, let, me, let me just ask you, Tony, when was the last time, not even stop, <laughs> but when was the last time you just, you know, exchanged messages with B-Rad? Oh, I pr- probably... Maybe 2013? Mm, seven years. Like, seven years. Yeah, a couple years after undergrad. I uh, haven't really heard anything. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing doing fantastic. Uh, I think it'd be a goal yeah, of both of ours, or of all of ours, honestly, to honestly break bread with him. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we can't share a drink with him for other reasons, and um, he's a very, very busy man. Um, but I think it'd be... A nice goal of all three of ours to set up some time, you know, even get 30 minutes of his day, as difficult as it is, because he, he I, I think he's a, he's a blessing to this world. I don't know about you. I either. think so. I think so. I, I think, you know, it's so funny because probably I met B-Red in a very different way than you two. You two probably went to the same dorm together, right? Or the same, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, man. He was yeah, like my yeah, right hand for making trouble. Really? B-Red Patel, oh, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah, you don't even know that? Here, hey, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Look, you wouldn't even have to hear it from me. Man. That was the problem. That was the problem. Don was always a ball man. <laughs> yeah, I was What's rather that, that or the fall guy. All right, so you, you know, <laughs> in, in everybody's eyes, in everybody's eyes, B Red is pure. Yes, yes, he oh. always has that outward reputation. No, that's true. No, 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 and I'm sure Tony can even agree to this. He's not. He's not. Maybe the majority of the time, but you know that forty to thirty percent that is not. It's really bad. It should. It, it, it's, you know, being the the clown I was our first year. Um, it would be easy to point blame onto me, and 
you know, rightfully so. I was probably involved in all the shenanigans that we did. Um, but as much of a mastermind as I like to think that I am, many of the cons that we played were not all my doing. But mm. I took the fall for it. You know, I, I will fall on my own sword and others if I have to. Mm. But it's okay. You know, I, I like the guy. I like the guy. I, I, I like to call him out, put him under oath, and, you know, let's see what happens. You know, I, I think, Don, uh, since you seem to be the glue guy for everybody, <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. The sticky D. If per- the sticky D. The stickiest of all the Ds. I think, be, I think it would be absolutely sensational if by the end of the year you could arrange maybe a, a B-Rad Patel feature, a guest Ooh. feature. Ooh, Ooh, so yeah. and, and by all means, Sony, we'll try to make sure that your schedule works with this too. So uh, it could be like a reunion of sorts, you know, good friends That's coming great. together after nearly nearly a decade of time. So, um Don, can we can we have that promise? Can we have that D guarantee from you? Um, you know, you normally can get the D guarantee, but uh, with our friend B Red, it's it's I cannot place a guarantee on that. Um, His time I, is precious. He's he's a very busy man. He's a very That's busy true. man, and definitely you know well earned for all that he's done and for how he's grown into such of a great man that he is today. And I mean that with nothing yes. but love. And nothing yes. but respect. Um, so I will do my best. That is what I can promise. Whether mm. or not it will come to fruition, that I cannot promise. But, but we can have Tony on board from time to time. That's what I can promise. Because I know Tony. Tony's loyal. Tony's Tony's always down to support. Yeah, I love to be back. Exactly. It's always a good time. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and, and Tony, I, I gotta say, I appreciate you so much because I know it's past two a.m. where you are, and and I, I'm so delighted that a fan of ours would stay up that late to interact with the D and the A. Hey, well, he's um, he's more than a fan. He's more than a fan. He is a. We got we got good people. You know, you're in it with the good people. That's 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 all it is. You know. Hell yeah. There you go. Hell there you yeah. go. It, it, it warms my heart. It warms my heart to hear these compliments. That cold from heart. T-Dog, my guy. My guy, <laughs> T-Dog. Jesus Christ. Uh, now, before we let you go, Tony, I do have one interesting question because you talked about studying virology and everything. Uh, what do you think about all these COVID-19 vaccines that are coming out? You've got the Pfizer, of course. Trump gave the okay today. Looks like the FDA approved it. Um, you know, UK... Uh, their regulatory body approved it even earlier. Um, Moderna's coming out sometime soon, and then we got AstraZeneca as well. What do you what do you make of all these viruses? Are you generally confident in their efficacy? Yeah, I'm very confident in them, and, and this isn't um, something that's a blind confidence. I think oftentimes there's a very real fear among people um, about these vaccines, and that comes from a place of Maybe just not understanding exactly what's happening, and uh, the fact that these kind of came up at unprecedented speed, right? These, uh, from identifying the outbreak to getting a vaccine, you know, it's been about a year, which that's never happened. So there's a lot of concern, but I think what people uh, should really uh, take solace in is that the reason things move so quickly is because 
we were building on science that had already existed, a lot of basic science that already existed, um, and platforms that were uh, kind of ready to go for um, the AstraZeneca vaccine. And you know, Pfizer was something new, um, but that was built on sound science. And all the safety trials and everything has been done accordingly. Things were just moving faster because a lot of the uh, roadblocks in terms of getting the number of volunteers uh, necessary for the necessary safety tra training or testing, excuse me, and um, uh, kind of the paperwork and the, the red tape in terms of moving things forward in a timely way, uh, those uh, were all uninhibited because we had the money and we had the urgency. Mm. Um, but the safety things were followed appropriately. And people being concerned that they don't want to be the quote unquote first person to receive the vaccine to remember that these have been vastly tested with the large population. Um, for safety and for efficacy. So uh, given that the large body of experts, so this is not just one person, it's not just uh, Tony Fauci, who I am a big fan of. Um, ah, it was, you, got, you got his poster on your wall? Not yet. <laughs> we're, we're coming, you know, uh, okay. but uh, the large, uh, large body of uh, scientists and clinicians who have looked at the data, participating in this and uh, deem it safe. So given that consensus, uh, then I trust the scientists, uh, just as as many other things in our lives, even though I don't fully understand how my cell phone works or how my car works, I will trust uh, the engineers and mechanics who do this, who tell me that my car is safe uh -huh. uh, because they are the experts in right. that and they hold each other accountable in the same way uh, that we in the... Um, biology and medical field will do. Um, I guess I just started with a disclaimer that you know, this is my opinion and yes, I have a background in virology, but uh, this should always be a discussion. If people have questions, uh, seek out uh, reputable sources. Uh, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be concerned, um, but really go to the right places for your information. Sure. Um, sure, like the Oxford Press, Oxford University Press. Which, by the way, is the A's favorite resource of things. Um, Tony, do you cite university papers, perchance? I do, yeah. So oh, whenever I'm writing oh. a paper at all, would you cite... Um, I don't know what ours would be, but Peter the Ant Eater's take on the front page of a pandemic. So, well, so Tony, let, let, let me kind of break down why <laughs> Don is, is doing this and pushing this angle. You might have missed that episode. That's totally okay. You're busy yet. Totally okay. So, so essentially, in one episode, um, I had cited the Oxford Student Journal there for something. It, it, it wasn't about COVID. I think student about Journal. Something. That's the right term. That's the right. Yeah, term. yeah, yeah. You were you were fucking up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> slippery D. Slippery D. Slippery D. So ever since then, he doesn't live that down. He doesn't let me live that down. He always brings up, like, "Oh, uh, you're not very good with sources. You always talk about Oxford Student Journal." Um, so so essentially, he's trying to say that uh, I, I'm not very reputable when it comes to my sources out there. And he's asking to see uh, I mean, which general, sources do you honestly. like to use. What's that, though? <laughs> I'm just saying, what, just what in general, saying? man. 
mean, <laughs> not reputable yeah, in general. I see. Saying. I see. Now, going back to uh, Doctor Tony Dawson, <laughs> uh, if you get the vaccine, can you still be a carrier? Can you transmit it to other people? So that's that's a good question. Um, I'd have to really kind of look into a lot of the data, but I think yeah. the answer with these questions, a lot of it is. Uh, I guess I'll backtrack and say that oftentimes with things like this, people like absolute answers, um, yeses and nos. Like, no, if you get the vaccine, you're 100% protected. Um, but we know from the, the data, from the safety trials, and generally, uh, really no one intervention is 100% effective. So uh, that should be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, getting a vaccine is not a free pass, then say, I don't have to do any of the other restrictions. Um, what we can say is that if a vaccine is effective in an individual, part of purpose of the vaccine is to stop the ability of the virus or anything to uh, infect you, cause disease, and hopefully spread. Now, the degree to which that happens uh, will vary from person to person and will vary based on the vaccine. But generally speaking, having a vaccine will greatly increase the probability that you will not be subject to serious disease or be able to spread. Um, now, the clinical trials that are still going on, these subjects are still being followed and monitored as well. And as things kind of progress, we'll have more data to really, really see how effective it is uh, in controlling spread. But it's important to note that this is just one tool that we have. Um, things like social distancing and wearing a mask and washing our hands are also very effective. And if we think about uh, pandemics in years past, um, when we didn't have such a, a burst in technology, these sorts of practices that were adopted uh, were highly effective, and they continue to be when they're being used now. So, wow. yes, I think the vaccine, uh, given the data and uh, precedent, will be effective and protect people from getting a high disease and by stopping spread. Um, but it's not the only measure that we need to do to kind of control those. So I, I know in, in some countries, uh, in most countries now, wearing a mask is, is the proper thing. It's, it's socially acceptable and it's even required almost everywhere you go. But you may not know in the UK, they actually don't require their people to wear uh, a mask. And, and it's something that they don't push at all. And I'm kind of wondering in general, do you think it's proven, like scientifically proven, that wearing a mask is effective in reducing the spread of the disease. Uh, that's a that's a strong word to bring on. A eh? uh, proven in science is a almost a taboo word. Well, I'll say this: I'll say that the da the data do show that masks are effective in uh, stopping the spread of the virus. We know how the virus spreads mainly through breathing, coughing, sneezing, aerosols, uh, and such. And a mask. Uh, limits how far uh, aerosols can go. So just from that kind of basic understanding, uh, you'll have less exposure and that will help. I think we do have evidence, I don't have specific papers and things to look at now, uh, where these measures have had an effect in stopping the spread of disease uh, in other places. So, so we know they are effective. Um, and this isn't just for uh, COVID, but for really um, respiratory pathogens in general uh, that you transmit through sneezing, coughing, 
um, and things and things of that nature. So we know it works. Um, hmm. Of course, different masks will have different effectiveness. The thicker the mask, the better. Um, and wearing your mask properly is most important. So cover your nose and your mouth. Make sure it's tightly fitting around your face. Hmm. Um, hmm. Wash your hands before and after handling your mask. Um, hmm. I don't share masks, obviously, and things of that nature. But we do know it's effective. That's good. That, that, that's really great to hear. And I, I think for the most part, you know, when I look at my colleagues at work and, and friends that I, that I, you know, socially distance with from time to time, uh -huh. they, they all follow uh -huh. the rules. They, they all follow the rules. Uh -huh. And uh, it's, it's refreshing to see that most people are doing what they need to, washing their hands, singing happy birthday twice or 20 seconds for most people, <laughs> uh, you know, wearing the mask and everything. I, I do appreciate that. Now, Tony, with the vaccines now beginning to roll out, do you think we'll be able to return to life as we once knew it by the end of 2021? Does that seem feasible? Well, I think it's difficult to really put a, a, a date on it. Uh, mm. So many things need to, to play out well. I think with the vaccine out, that becomes more probable. But again, it's only one piece of the puzzle. Um, I do think uh, and this isn't just my opinion, but a lot of op-ed uh, pieces, uh, this is kind of one of the moments in history that really changed how we interact with people generally, even after I think uh, COVID has been subsided. Um, so with the vaccines and continued measures, we'll definitely get closer to 2021, I, I hopefully get to a point, but I don't like to put a date on it because I think that often... Uh, might lull people to a sense of complacency and say, hey, if we can only make it three more months, then we can go do this. Yeah. Um, and of course, I understand that we're all tired and we want to get to a sense of normalcy. Um, and that's, that's human, that's normal. But uh, this will get us closest, close. I guess the best way to put it is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And uh, we're getting closer and the vaccine is helping us get there. Still is mm. wearing a mask. But it's hard to know exactly when that will be. Um, kind of requires that we all kind of band together and do do the right thing um limiting travel and such yeah. uh the outbreaks will continue to happen um definitely no, and work together definitely um, definitely yeah no i i think tony you you summed it up quite nicely i think we do have to be persistent um we can't ease up just because we hear this good news about pfizer we do have to continue doing all the things that we've been doing for the latter part of this year. Because only if we get everyone participating, everyone playing their role in reducing the spread, in trying to beat down this invisible enemy, mm. that's when we'll know we're truly near the end of the settle, not just looking at the light, but actually coming out of it. Ooh. So it, it'll be it'll be some time, I agree. We can't put a date on it, but it's a collective effort that we that we need to continue. Um, now, switching gears a little bit, I know Don has been very, very interested in yeah. something that, that may intrigue you as well, Tony. Aliens. Aliens have been on Don's mind for quite some time for reasons oh. that I do not know. Oh, well, of and course you don't I, know. I, I, I'd, like Don, I, I'd like Don to set up a little bit why he's so infatuated by the extraterrestrials all of a sudden. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, at least for the past couple of weeks... There's been multiple avenues, uh, media avenues, 
whether it be podcasting or just general mass media, showcasing um, some of the footage released by the government um, or just other, you know, Reddit featured or uh, what is it, 4chan featured um, sort of forums where the talk of some form of extraterrestrial life has come into play. And um, as three scientists of different specialties kind of can talk about, I wanted to get uh, all of our takes on what we think the truth may be when it comes to um, alien life forms or that of, you know, the conspiracy theories that, you know, COVID in and of itself may have been set up for us as a test of some sort. So what do you, what's your take on uh, the possibility or rather the, the i guess accepted fact that aliens do exist and even exist here on earth so tony i'm gonna let you start on that one because that was a whole lot of nonsense to me go go ahead tony what do you think about the accepted fact quote unquote that aliens exist on earth so yeah it's a very loaded statement <laughs> 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 I think, so I'll start off by saying uh, I like to go off of the evidence really as much as possible. And so... Well, Roswell, Area 51, is that not evidence enough? Uh, I, I don't think so, not in my mind. I, I think... So the possibility of aliens, I think, is totally plausible. I think people have done the calculations and, and uh, you know... There probably is, based on pro- you know, based on probability, uh, other life forms that exist in the universe. Now, whether they exist at the same time as we do, whether they are intelligent, whether they can actually communicate with us, and if they have in the past, that's still open. I think it, it's a possibility. Now, so there's no evidence saying that aliens don't exist or that they didn't um, visit us or anything like that, but. There's also no real substantial evidence in my mind that they have. Um, well, okay. well, and and that's that's fair for sure. And to pivot off of this really quick, is there? Wait, hold on. How are no, you no, pivoting no, no, off no, no. of this? I, I want to pivot just, off. You just started this. talking about no, 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 it. No, no, no. Because I I think Tony brings up a a very good notion that I sure. think would uh, be. A little more, you know, less conspiracy theory and more philosophical. Is there anything that we believe in that doesn't require evidence? Well, obviously, this is also a loaded question because you're you're kind of, of pointing course. toward no, and religion. this is this is something R- religion that religion is no, and yeah. this this kind of circles back to what Tony and I would do in our younger days, where uh-huh. we would pose these 
definitely loaded, but almost unanswerable questions, yet come up with some sort of conversation that spurned additional questions that led us to a particular understanding of how to at least approach such a question. And I think that's worthwhile for our listeners to see how as dumb as I may sound and as logical the A, you know, 10% of the time may be, uh, how we could go about thinking. And I think that's the essence of a PhD, more or less, how to think and how to ponder particular questions. And I think offering this philosophical sort of what if this open-ended question is a a great way of rounding out our chess match so is there anything that you take on aside from religion and faith is there anything that you take faith upon aside from god if you do well I think kind of have to be careful, right? So, so there are different types of knowledge, right, that exists. Um, but when we talk about things that are in kind of the physical realm, right, um, then they are subject to logic, reason, and evidence, right? When you talk about something like a personal feeling uh, or belief, um, that doesn't require anything that's subject to the physical world, then, then you yeah you can't hold it to that same standard. But, right? So but, this kind of goes. Into- but the physical world right. is, I guess, subjected to our understanding of the physical world, right? So, as you and I, or as maybe all three of us understand, if infinity exists, our understanding of the world is limited right so what do you do about that other x percent that isn't understood well i i think that so that you have to break that apart a little bit so we've always been in a state where we don't have full understanding of the world around us we always kind of push uh forward and increase our understanding based off of uh logic and reason um now, is there something to understand beyond this framework? Maybe, but there, therein lies the problem, is that how can we under, understand something that is outside of our faculties to understand? Right. So if something is outside of the physical realm, we can't use our tools that we have in the physical realm to study them. Right. If there's something outside the universe, but we're bound by the universe, how do we really know that that exists? That's totally open, and I think that's kind of cool to think about, but you can't really prove it one way or the other. Um, but that's kind of the fun part. Um, I don't know if that got to your question a bit. Uh, you know, my question is so open-ended, any answer would have sufficed, to be honest. Arjun, I'm curious about what you think about, about all this. Well, you know, I, I think back to something you said before, like, you don't fully know how the car you drive works you don't fully know how your cell phone the ins and out work but we put faith that some of these things will work because people who do know more about those things they work on it just like people who are 
night and day working on these vaccines, working on these cures, not just for COVID, but for cancer, for any other disease that plagues humanity. We put faith in them. We put faith in their expertise, their tens of thousands of hours that go into all this. And so I, I find the whole idea of, yes, Don is right that we're, we're pretty much... Hell spent... yeah, I'm right. Hell yeah. Hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Let's get that on the record, everybody. The A has said the slippery D is right. I'm going to I'm gonna get a snippet of that and uh, learn how to play that every now and then. See, Don tends to have goldfish memory because every episode I say he's uh, right about at least one thing. He's wrong about the 99 other things, of hey, course. You know but... what? It just takes one. It just takes one yes. That's all it does. If that that is true. <laughs> 99 no's and one yes means you know, yes. That's, that's that is, that is true. That's that all you need. But I, I guess, I guess in, <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. Don. I did. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I guess I, I, I like, I like knowing that even though, you know, in our own lives, right. Using ourselves as the hero of our story, mm. uh, the protagonist of our story, Dionysus. we only know so much. We know a limited amount of information and we maybe become experts in certain fields, but not in others. I like knowing that humanity overall has a collection of people all over the world speaking different languages, different cultures, backgrounds, walks of life, being experts in different things, experiencing life, experiencing the world in many different ways. So collectively, the human race, together we have so much knowledge and so much experience that we can actually advance ourselves to the next frontier. So even though individually we may not know that much and we may not have all the answers, I like to think that humanity overall, the over six billion people in the world, together, you know, we'll slowly learn more and more about how our brains work, how, you know, we can travel through space in a more efficient and economical manner in the future. And, you know, doing all the great accomplishments that we have, like looking back at the first moon landing, I mean, how mind blowing was that, right? To think that these little people from Earth can get on this little ship and make it go all the way to that little floating object that's been in the sky every single day. We could do that. We could accomplish that, Tony. And I think that's just the beginning, right? Obviously with Elon Musk and SpaceX kind of advancing this and making uh, space travel more commercially viable. I think whenever you have private industry putting in money into these endeavors, just like private industry did with the whole COVID research, COVID vaccine research, good things tend to happen. You need the government to provide the regulatory control at times to make sure people are on their P's and Q's. But when everybody's working together toward these goals, it's amazing what we can accomplish. So my kind of, you know, expansive answer to Don's rather open-ended question would be, <laughs> I just think humans are fucking awesome and we can accomplish anything in the world if we collectively put our minds to it. And just like we accomplished this podcast today, I, I am very, very pleased that uh tony was able to join this podcast and give us his two cents about all different things about covid19 about taking trips down memory lane with the d and b rad i was all all jokes all good fun all love for sure and so tony before we let you go um did you have fun did you have a good time on the pod oh yeah this was a, it was a great time a little bit of everything i was good to catch up with both of you sure I appreciate that. And Tony, I hope you will join us again sometime. We don't know when. It could be random, could be spontaneous, just like it was today. But we will always appreciate your dulcet tones 
on the SoCal DNA. And until next time, this is the A signing off. Catch you on the flippity flip.